What's up, world? Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is <coughs> Pastor Free, and it's another Free Indeed Fridays podcast. It's the re-up. Let's go. <laughs> Church all your life. Yeah, boy. I'm a church So as you can see, we all the way back on that ministry track. And so this is another Friday that I'm hoping to get you uh, in the groove, in the move, loving Jesus Christ. Let's start this thing off like this. You know Free Funny, right? So check it out. This is called a religious sex joke. Mm-hmm. Buckle your seatbelt. The priest and the rabbi were on a plane flying across the ocean when the plane developed engine trouble. Everyone was doomed. The priest turned to the rabbi and said, before I die, there's something that I would like to know. You being Jewish and all, have you ever tasted ham? Well, the rabbi laughed. Sure, I've tasted ham. But tell me, father, before we die, could you tell me if you have ever made love to a woman? The priest blushed and said, there was this one time I gave in and made love to a woman. The rabbi looked at the priest and said, beast the hell out of ham, don't it? <laughs> Listen, friends, on this Free and Deep Friday podcast, a part of my purpose is to encourage the people of God. Perhaps it's been a long, difficult week, and I just want you to know that God loves you, and so do I. You may not have been perfect. Some things may have transpired this week that you wish you could go back and redo, but you can't. And in spite of it all, God kept you. God loves you. He's got a purpose and a plan. Get to the crib, woo-sigh after work, and get ready for an amazing weekend. And then do it all again Listen, you are the light of the world A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden And so God has a purpose and a plan for your life every day I'm about to drop some original free time music. Uh, I do this as a part of the podcast each week. I have an extensive catalog of music that I've written and recorded over the years. Today, I'm going to play a song off the Trauma Record. The Trauma Record released at the beginning of the pandemic, and so I didn't get a chance to push it and move it like I would like to. However, the trauma record can be found on all digital music outlets and on my website, www.freetheletterindeedministries.com. This song is a duet with one of Austin's songbirds, Miss Dion Arnold. It's called My Life or Paul. Uh, all the songs on the trauma record have two names, uh, and it talks about how we are preserved with a purpose, that God keeps us because he desires and plans to to use us. So I want you to listen to this one. She was doing a good singing on here. This is Paul, My Life, D Free, featuring Dion Arnold. Let's go. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton tells CBS News that 15 to 20 people were killed in a mass shooting in El Paso. It happened at a Walmart store. Congresswoman Veronica Escobar, who represents the city, calls the number, quote, shocking. Police say the suspected gunman. Thank you for keeping my life. 
That's Dion Arnold, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and D Free. Oh! I can't believe that happened. That's kind of crazy. This world is going crazy. Yeah. I shouldn't be here today. But the grace of God has saved me. But the grace of God saved me. A random Saturday. Shopping at the mall. Shopping at the mall. No worries at all. No reason for alarm. No reason for alarm. Then out of nowhere, shots rang out in the air. Sadly, five folks lost their lives, but I'm still here. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that happened. This world is going crazy. Of God is saved, but the grace of God saved me. Oh, 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 oh. So I know we got a plan for my life. I know we got his hand on my life. I know we got his hand on my life. Sometimes it's hard to sleep at night. Can't you really find no peace? Can't get my mind. the trauma record featuring Dion Arnold and I already know it was a blessing to you as a matter of fact the entire trauma record is bananas like I said you can get it on any digital media outlet or on the free indeed ministries website listen this week's podcast I'm gonna dip back into the sermon series preached called priorities as I said before I believe that there's some things God is going to release in this next season some blessings God is going to give some things that are going to fall in place after so much time of you praying, fasting, and waiting because God is waiting on us to get our priorities straight, to align ourselves with his will for our lives. Part two is called decisions, decisions, decisions. Here it is, priorities, part two. Uh, but I believe God is trying to get us to a place where um, we set our lives in order to be blessed. Because the truth of the matter is a lot of the frustration, a lot of the chaos, uh, a lot of the confusion, a lot of the lack that we experience every day is because your priorities ain't right. And if you don't believe me, the text today is going to really mess you up. 
Uh, I'm turning today to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Let's recite our pre-word mantra. This is my Bible. The infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can. The promises of God are sure in my life. Mark chapter 8. I'm going to start reading at verse 34. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and lose their soul? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them the son of man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels this is priorities part two I want to talk, talk from the thought decisions decisions be seated decisions Decisions, 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 decisions. Family, to be honest, this conversation about priorities is not an easy one. Mainly because we live in a world whose value system is contrary to the teachings of Christ. Sadly, instead of the people of God shaping the world, we have allowed the world to shape the people of God. This world has convinced us to say things that are wrong are not that bad or all right. This culture teaches us to place emphasis on things that are not nearly as important to God and neglect or minimize the things that are important. It's funny how we'll place a lot of energy or emphasis on taking extravagant trips and vacations, nowhere in the Bible does Jesus go on vacation. Nowhere, it ain't in there. Yet the Bible talks more about money than it does salvation, but tithing is a small thing to most of us. Yeah, I'm going to meddle with y'all today. The word is very clear that we should exist in meekness and humility. Yet, the contemporary Christian is some of the most braggadocious people in the earth. Y'all quiet. Simply put, we have become much like the world. We value what the world values. We dress how the world dresses. Ain't nothing wrong with a Christian sister being sexy, but you need to be sexy behind closed doors because either you're going to be healed 
I'm saying we, we, we look too much like the world. We act like the world. We talk like the world. We promote what the world promotes. And we accept what the world accepts. Here it is. When the truth of the matter is discipleship demands something different. Discipleship demands something different. At some point, we have to make a decision. Will we seek the acclaim of this world or the approval of the Father? Do we want the riches that will fade and are lost during difficult economic times or an incorruptible reward that's laid up in glory? Do, do we choose to gratify our flesh with sex, drunkenness, pill-popping, and food? Do we offer our bodies? Y'all quiet in a mug. We can hear a rat pee on cotton. Or do we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God, which is your reasonable service? It was 1999 when the world was shaken by that popular film, The Matrix. In The Matrix, Morpheus, uh, Larry Fishburne, he offers Neo the choice between two pills. He said, you could take uh, this, this, this blue pill and return to your former life. Everything that you knew, everything you were comfortable with, you'll go back to that. Or you can take the red pill, and at that point, you will enter into a whole other reality. And Neo, with just a little hesitation, swallows the red pill, and his reality disintegrates. He made a choice. He made a decision. And in the same way today, not Morpheus, but the master, offers us a choice. The thing I love about Jesus Collins is he ain't going to make you follow him. He's not interested in making you, forcing you to follow him. He's going to let you cut the fool if the fool is what you want to cut. He's going to let you live your life exactly the way you want to live it if that's what you want to do. He offers us a choice. Uh, with the blue pill, we can chase the things of this world. Money, fame, enjoyment, success, pleasure, and every other destructive, deviant desire. But with this red pill, the, the pill that's painted red with the pure blood of the Lamb of God, that this red pill that is free to have, but it's going to cost you to keep this, this red pill. It, it leads to a life of sacrifice, self-denial, suffering, loneliness, this red pill, but it'll also lead to peace. It'll lead to joy. It, it will lead to life everlasting. And so today, the word of God commands that you make a choice. Decision, decision. Do I be popular in this world? Do I, do I be popping in this world? Do, do, do I get the accolade, the affirmation, the love that comes along with the things of this world? Do I choose to live a life for Christ that come with some stuff that I don't always like? That's the text today. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus feeds 4,000 at the beginning. Then he warns them of the yeast of the Pharisees. That's hypocrisy. He heals a blind man at Bethsaida by spitting on the ground. That's some stuff right there. When Jesus say, all right, I'm going to heal you. He's like, whoa, wait, hold on. I don't know if that's the kind of healing 
I need. Peter declares Jesus is the Messiah, and then Jesus starts talking about death. I love this because he doesn't start talking about crucifixion until they realize he is the Christ. Because what he does doesn't matter at all unless you understand who he is. Unless Jesus is not just a man, his death doesn't mean anything. Muhammad died. Buddha died. Confucius died. The difference in the death is who died. Y'all ain't talking back to me. And so the reality is until they understand who he is, he cannot disclose to them what he's about to do. But when they understand it, he begins to teach them about this crucifixion that must take place. A sacrifice for your souls and for your sins. I'm going to give my life so that you can live. Three days, I'll take it back up again. Then he goes into this discourse. He literally tells us, first of all, here it is, discipleship is about suffering, not stunting. <laughs> if you're writing, write that down. He, he says, if any want to be my disciple, because the truth of the matter is there are conditions to Christianity. He starts by saying if. That if is a conditional statement because if suggests if not. And the truth of the matter is there are some folk that are sitting in church that don't want to be his disciple. Y'all quiet. There are some folk who've been reading your Bible your whole life, but you don't really want to be his disciple. You got a big missionary Baptist Bible. You, you got church that quotes scripture. And what would Jesus do on your bracelet? But you really don't want to be his disciple. Pastor Free, why don't you say something like that? Because his discipleship is going to cost you. It, it's going to cost you. And before you commit, he says, I need you to understand it's going to cost you before you tell me you want to do this. Decisions, decisions, decisions. If you want to be my disciple, that, that, that's an if, that's a condition. Uh, that, that's something you're going to have to determine or decide because you're going to have to deny your self. If you want to be my disciple. See, the thing about it, you can follow Beyonce and not deny yourself. Uh-huh, you can tune on, turn, turn on when you want to, tune out when you don't. Yeah. But Jesus says, but if you're going to be my disciple, you have got to deny yourself. This is where the rubber meets the road, family, because a whole lot of us are way too selfish to give up ourselves. Following Christ means we can no longer put our flesh first. You thought you wanted to be a Christian, but Jesus says if you're going to follow me, I've got to be your priority. Somebody shout priority. Jesus is not interested in being your side chick. He's not interested in being down on your list of importance. He says that if I'm going to be your king, if I'm going to be your Christ, your keeper, your Lord, you've got to deny. You can't even have first place. It's got to be. It's got to be me. And the truth of the matter is, some Christians struggle to follow Christ because we love us too much. And if you love you more than you love Him, then your priorities are out of order. Y'all ain't talking back to me. Listen, here it is. I knew it would get quiet, but this is uh, the truth of the matter: uh, that we live in a do what you want to do society. Whatever makes you feel good, do it. 
because you deserve it. I, I need that. Yeah. They say YOLO. Girl, you only live once. You better go on. Bust it wide open. So all you parents who kept your children in here, listen, whenever I send the children out the room, we goes in. The world says whatever's fun, whatever is frolicking, whatever. I better stop with the F alliteration. Go on and do it. How many of you have friends that tell you go on, stuff you ain't supposed to be doing? Go on, do it. Go on, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the truth of the matter is, this is not the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom says you've got to deny drugs. You, you've got to deny alcoholism. I ain't say, I ain't say you couldn't get a taste. Look, look, Josh, you was, you was waiting on the disclaimer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When did we change our doctrine? <laughs> Ever since the pandemic, y'all ain't serving real wine no more. What's going on? We are supposed to be the perfect church. Well, you're perfect. You're supposed to deny the lust of the flesh. Deny getting even when somebody do you dirty. That's deny, 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 deny materialism. Anyone who wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Put yourself in the backseat. It's a whole different way of thinking because your whole life you've been thinking about you first. We don't want to admit it. A whole lot of folk be out here lying, talking about I, I put everybody before me. Truth of the matter is, some people put everybody before them because they've got a savior complex. It makes you feel good to do it. So it's still about you. I'm going to help somebody real good. But if you're going to be my disciple, says the Lord, you must deny your yourself, your stinking thinking. That's stuff that you naturally desire, the stuff that you be doing in private and hope that other folk never find out about you got to deny yourself. You got to let it go. And only you know what your it is. But all of us got to it. Gone, Rev, you meddling. All of us got to it. That thing that, you know, mm, like Pookie in New Jack City, it be calling me. Come on, somebody say, Lord, handle my it. He says, if you're going to be my disciple, you've got to deny your it. <laughs> you've got to deny yourself. Take up your cross. Here it is, the way they hunt monkeys in Africa. According to John Bevere's bait of Satan, uh, they put a banana in a cage. And the monkey comes along and reaches through the bars of the cage and grabs the banana. And when he goes to pull it back, he's stuck. Stay with me. But instead of dropping the banana and pulling his hand out, he stays stuck because he's trying to hold on to the trap. And then along comes somebody without a gun, without a knife, and they're able to capture because they couldn't let it go. Somebody in the room ought to say, I'm sick and tired of being stuck because I'm holding on to the wrong things. How are you going to put a banana before your own life? Somebody shall let it go. It, it's time for me to release it. It's time for me to let it go so that I can be free. Anyone who wants to be my disciple 
must deny the banana. Take up your cross and follow. Stop lying. Saying you're a Christian. If you have not denied yourself, taken up your cross and followed him. Christianity is not a denomination, it's a designation. It's a destination. <laughs> and it doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen by hope. It doesn't happen by putting a cross around your neck. It happens by denying yourself, taking up your cross. I'm talking about priorities. The problem is my priority is me. And if I'm going to be in God, if I'm going to be in the kingdom, my priorities have to change. It can no longer be me because the first prerequisite is deny yourself. Y'all, we do a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to mess y'all up. I, I, I know. You're going to be mad. You may not come back to church next week. It's, it, it is what it is. We do a lot of stuff because culture says it's okay. And, and, and we are very clear. We got a whole Bible that tells us the stuff we should not do. And we do it anyway because we want to. But if you're doing that because you want to and you know God says don't to, th th then you are not denying yourself, which means you have not made a commitment, a decision to be his disciple. We are, we are more... We are more <laughs> concerned about being cute than being Christian. And we'll do stuff that the Bible says don't do because it's cute. We're, we're, all kind of stuff. Y'all sitting here saying, if he say something about me, I'm going to be mad. Because <laughs> that's how it works. We, we have a way of redeeming the stuff that we like. Hey, this ain't that bad, you know. No, deny yourself. I, I can remember growing up, there were uh, there are some people, some of you may have grew up this way. Uh, I grew up Baptist, which means you got a license to kind of be, be a sinner a little bit. That's what it means. Baptist, in the definition, you got a license to be a sinner a little bit. That's what it's <laughs> nah, I'm just messing. But there was a, a, a group, a religious group called holiness. Now, we ought to all be holy, right? Word says, be holy, for I am holy. But there are some who, anybody grew up holiness in the, in the holiness church? Anybody? All right. All right. Now, now, people who grew up in the holiness church, I can remember, they would have their skirts way lying to the floor. Because you need to cover that up. And, 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 and you know, Baptists like me, who can sin a little bit, looking at it and laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Look, they got on their flow sweeper. When the truth of the matter is, the Bible says women ought to dress modestly. But that ain't cute, Myra. Modest ain't cute. They can't see my legs. They can't see my thigh meat. I know that's why I'm going to just talk to Myra. If, if, I, don't, if, I, if, I, if I don't wear my, my tank top, my spaghetti straps, how they going to see the tiger paws on my back? 
how, 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 how they going, because I'm, I'm trying to be cute, but, but you're supposed to be Christian. You're you on Facebook with your drink. Because you think it's cute. When, when, a, when, when, when the word of God says abstain from the appearance of evil, you mean to tell me you taking pictures of evil? Because you'd rather be cute than Christian. Man, listen, I'm just doing my job. Scales, I should have listened to you and let somebody else preach today. At some point, you got to make a decision. Am I more committed to my swag and my desires and my lust and making myself feel good? Now, I need to rush to say that there's a difference between denying yourself and self-denial. He says if you're going to be my disciple, you got to deny yourself, right? That's put your desires, your, your lust, your passions on the back burner to follow me. But that does not mean that you should uh, participate in self-denial. That's neglecting yourself. Y'all ain't talking back to me. And there are a whole lot of folk who are neglecting themselves in their diet, neglecting themselves in rest, neglecting yourself in putting things that don't deserve to go before you before you. Now, it's crazy if you won't put God before you, but you'll put Pookie before you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to run that one back and chop it and screw it. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. To put, put God, God, God. You can't put, put God before, for, for you. But, 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 but. Pookie, pookie, pookie. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? What in your life are you putting before you that is a matter of self-denial? But you refuse to deny yourself to follow him. Take up your cross. What is a cross? A cross will mean being ostracized. When you're living for God, it may mean being left out. When I first started pastoring ALC, I used to be in my feelings when the members had parties that they didn't invite us to. Kayla, remember we used to sit and talk about, them. man, these, they say they love us. We got to watch your party on Facebook. Then God illuminated my heart and said, the reason they don't want you there is because they doing stuff there they don't want you to see. And they forget I'm there. How silly you got to be to hide from your pastor what you can't hide from your God. I ain't got no blessings for you. Y'all quiet. Ooh, I mean, it's rough in here today. I like it. This, I like this. I can't lie. That, that, that at some point, you understand that walking with God and living for God will get you uninvited to some stuff. Take up your cross and follow me. It, it'll mean being misunderstood. It's folk right now. I don't know why you got to go to church every week. Every, I mean, Mother's Day and Christmas, that's good. Why you Easter every week? And rehearsals? What you rehearsing for? Why they don't just play the record at your church? Misunderstood, that's a cross. Persecuted. Lied on. 
social and political oppression. Are you ready? Is this the decision you really want to make? Take up your cross. Here it is, follow me. There's a standard of obedience and submission that comes along with being a disciple. You can't say you are his follower if you ain't following. First song I ever led in church, I was like six or seven. They put me up there, I cried the whole song. But the words were, you say you are my sheep. Why aren't you following me? You, you say that I am your shepherd. And then I get to that point, my sheep. I practice that one little wiggle all week long. Hear my voice. They come running to me. Running to me. And you say, I am. Some of y'all know the song. And you'll sing the song and never consider the thought. I mean, I have been saying I'm his sheep, so. Why can't I follow? Why, why is it that he'll tell me to do one thing and I will intentionally do another? Why, why, why aren't you following? Now, followership is difficult because follow, uh, in the words of the prophet Ludacris, mean when I move. Mm-hmm. See, some of y'all don't know the Bible, but you know the top 20. Here it is. The word of God reminds us that to be his disciple, to make the decision to follow Jesus, you've got to be willing to deny yourself, take up yearn cross, because you got a cross. Just like Simon had to pick up Jesus' cross on the way up Golgotha, the hymn writer said, no, there's a cross for everyone. <laughs> and there it, now your cross may not be my cross, and my cross may not be your cross, but you better believe all of us have a cross to bear and follow him. A whole lot of folk claim to be his but won't follow him. Y'all remember when we used to have a what would Jesus do bracelets? And I say used to because I bet if, if there's somebody in the room wearing one right now, I'll give you $20. Anybody got on a what would Jesus do bracelet? Anybody? It used to be, he said, somebody give me a Sharpie. I'm going to write on this, <laughs> on this COVID ban, what would Jesus do? And, but, but because uh, that, that was a time when that was popular, but that, that fad has played out. But truth of the matter is, some of us were wearing the bracelet and wasn't living by it. What would Jesus do? Should be here in 20 minutes. I'm going to take this off. <laughs> Oh, that in the corner, because what I'm about to do ain't what Jesus would do. <laughs> Kayla Freeman got pregnant wearing a what would Jesus do bracelet. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <sighs> she said on both wrists, Lord have mercy. They canceled each other out. That's the... <laughs> All right, so, so discipleship is about suffering, not stunning. You're going to have to deny yourself, take up your cross, follow him. But discipleship is about soul-saving, not self-serving. Pastor Free, the problem I'm having with this sermon is I really like me. And I like taking care of me. I, I'm trying to say, let, let me, I'm trying to make it practical and not make you too mad. If you got a pedicure budget, but you don't tithe. You ain't trying to be his disciple. Is that, is that, is that, that's low enough? 
It's, it's like it's that simple because you are not willing to deny yourself to follow him. If you, if you literally have a time carved out in your schedule for mimosas with your girl and you never miss the mimosa meetup, but you come to church twice a month, you are not his disciple because you're not denying yourself and following him. Whatever you do with more regularity than you do God, that's your priority. I don't know what it is. This is where you have to do some introspective work. Whatever it is that you do with more regularity than you do God, whoever you talk to more than you pray, And you got to have those conversations because that person, that's my sounding board. They keep me sane. I love when he talks to me. Well, you ain't denying yourself and following him. Ain't it good to have a pastor? See, see some of y'all show up because I preach. Oh, but every now and then you get here and be like, man, listen, whatever that is, that ain't preaching. You a lie. It's called pastoral preaching. And only those who want to be mature in their walk with Christ can stomach it. Because this ain't the kind of stuff that make you shout, but it make you grow. What is it in my life that I have allowed to become a priority that I refuse to deny myself of it? Now, it's very important that you identify that thing because of the next statement. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose their soul? Prioritizing gains in this life will lead to disappointment. If you put all your energy into your stuff, life will happen. Stuff will be lost. And then what happens? But listen, when your soul ain't anchored in stuff, but your soul is anchored in the Lord, you understand like Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him because new stuff can be purchased. A new car can be purchased. New clothes can be made. But at the end of the day, what profit a man to gain the need something that'll last when everything that fades away has faded away. Oh, I thought I had some help in here. The reminder is that in this life, it's not about swag. It's not about self-gratification. It's not about self-serving. It's not about creature comforts. And God says, when you make those things your priority, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Somebody, God lost you a long time ago when you decided, I got to get a man at, at all costs, whatever I got to do. And you wonder why you keep getting them and can't keep them. Because what profited a woman? To gain a man and lose 
her son. Because God desires to be a priority, he will eliminate everything you try to put in his place. I, I know we don't want to hear it, but the truth of the matter is some of us can testify, I had it, and I worshipped it. So he took it. I, I had it, but I gave it more time than I gave him. So he took it. <laughs> because he was not going to allow me to lose my soul. What is it in your life? That you are causing to, here it is, remember last week, be opposed to, compete with God. Is it your lust? Is it pornography? Is it alcoholism, drinking? Is it drugs? Is it tender? <laughs> Christian mingle. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, is it? What is it that you are allowing to be opposed to God in your life and God says, I'm not going to allow you to lose your soul, so I'll take it from you because you got it out of place. Prioritizing gains in this life will lead uh, to disappointment. That Greek word uh, that he uses, he says, because anybody who wants to save their life We'll lose it. God bless your heart, friend. I hope and pray that you were blessed by this word the same way I was. Listen, I hope that right now you are considering what potential things in your life you've allowed to take precedence and priority over God. He's a jealous God. He ain't having it. And many times our lives are uh, direct consequences of the fact that we have put other gods before him. Listen, if you've been blessed by the podcast, you can do me a favor by helping me get the word out. Tell a friend about Free Indeed Fridays that there's a blessing, there's a word, there's good music, good laughs uh, that they can benefit from. Uh, share the word about the podcast. Again, like I said, if you want Free Indeed merchandise, you're more than welcome to go by our website free, the letter ndministries.com. Finally, if you want to sow a seed into our ministry, we welcome that as well. Uh, you can sow that seed by cash apping Dallas sign free the letter n deed ministries that's dollar sign free the letter n deed ministry ain't nobody gonna be mad about you sowing a seed i promise you in jesus name i tell people everywhere i go uh kayla and i we started a united negro college fund uh she united with this negro we got three boys we got to put through college and then we gonna have some fun so god bless you in advance for how you sow into our lives Man, I'm going to give away these flowers and then I'm going to get on up out of chill. Give me my flowers. Wow. I still don't know how that song goes. But I want to give flowers today to what I believe is one of the baddest musical directors in the country, and that's Brother Myron Watkins. Myron has been our MD for the last three or four years, and God is relocating him. Uh, but I just want to personally, not just from not from the ALC, personally, that's why I'm doing it on my podcast, thank Myron Watkins for his contribution uh, to our ministry. Man, this man has traveled with us and made us sound 
sound good musically. Uh, he's produced a lot of our records that maybe you are familiar with. Uh, he produced He Got Up. Uh, he has produced some, some stuff for Kayla, working on some stuff for Kayla. And so, Myron, man, listen, I just want to thank God for you, for your musical gift and talent and contribution. But not just that. It's been a blessing working alongside you because you're a real Christian. Myron was a part of our prayer ministry. There were times when Myron would be cleaning up like he was the janitor. And that's just a rare thing. Some musicians uh, are so into their gift that they don't see the need to serve the Lord in any other way. But Myron Watkins has been a tremendous blessing to ALC. We're going to be sad to see you go, but definitely will continue to pray for you and with you and pray that God opens doors uh, that you can't even fathom in your mind. And hopefully we'll still be able to work together in the future. But Myra Watkins, take these flowers. Yeah. Y'all, it's been another Free Indeed Friday podcast. It's the re-up, you heard. Anyway, before I let you go and get back to your day, uh, let me pray for you. Uh, again, I do hope and pray that the time that we've spent together, the content has been a blessing to your life. Let's look to the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for this privilege and opportunity to call on your name, to know that you are our God and we are your children. Father, we confess that we're sinners. We've fallen short of your glory. We've failed you in so many ways. In many instances, we've made the wrong decisions. We have chosen the things of this world and placed them before you. But God, we ask for forgiveness, for cleansing. We ask for restoration. We ask for another chance. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I pray your blessing over each and every soul that has heard or listened to this podcast. I pray that in some way they have been challenged. They've been strengthened. They've been encouraged. Father God, the kingdom of God is alive and well. And my desire is just to speak for you to be your mouthpiece whenever you call upon me. Lord God, touch and bless our land. We're in the midst of a pandemic. People are still getting sick and dying every day. But Lord, you are a healer and your word challenges your people to humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways and to pray. The world depends on it. The whole health, the condition of the world depends on what your people will do. And so, Father, cause us to be the light that stands out in darkness. Help us, Lord God, to be your mouthpiece, your hands and your feet to move, live and to breathe for you, Lord, that you are our prophet priority in everything. Priority in our marriage, priority in our money, priority in our child rearing, priority in our careers, priority in our day. Lord God, help us to put you first. But your word promises that if we seek you first, everything else <laughs> would be added unto us. It's in the mighty and matchless name of Christ Jesus that I pray. Amen. And thank God. Beloved, I want you to have a blessed weekend. I do hope and pray that the contents on this Free and D Friday podcast has been a blessing to you. It's been your boy, Pastor Free, Abundant Life Church Free and D Ministries. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Ah, ha, ha.